All right, so Y Combinator, Peter, for those that don't know what Y Combinator is, it's a graduate school or an accelerator for startups. What they do is you used to go through a mentorship batch of like 10 companies. They give each company about $100,000 for about 7% of your company. Now they give you 135,000 for 7% plus a convertible note for another 375, so a total of 500K. So the question is, is how would do, what do venture capitalists think about Y Combinator? I think, let me, and that's, that's the context. I'm going to start with a little bit more background is as a founder, when we were debating if we applied to YC or not, we feel like it has lost the charm that it used to have. So typically companies like Airbnb went through there. Weave that, you know, a local company that IPO'd went through there and they only allowed about 10-ish companies to be part of the entire program. So it was fairly exclusive. Last year, they allowed, I believe, about 400 companies into their program. Um, and then this summer, they reduced it by 40% to 250 companies. But still, you're instead of one in 10, you're one out of 250. So as a founder, um, as an entrepreneur, CEO, there was a lot of personal debate whether the program was even worth it or not, especially for the valuation where you're giving up 7% plus of your company, regardless of whatever traction you have. Yeah, so, I mean, yeah. So what do VCs think? Um, look, I mean, I think Y Combinator, and I've said this before, right? Like, I think accelerators, broadly speaking, are kind of like MBAs, right? There's, like, brand, there's network, there's... Um, you know, support, right? Or you learn something kind of equivalent. Um, and I think for better or worse, like Y Combinator is like the Harvard or Stanford of, of accelerators. So that, that comes with like all the same similar types of baggage, right? So on the one hand, it's, you know, even if you don't like it, you kind of have to admit that if you're going to go through any accelerator, like Y Combinator is probably the best. It's most well-known. It's got the most exits. And those exits aren't like, you know, oh, yeah, we got this company to 100 million or a couple hundred million. It's like we got this company to over 100 billion in size, right? Okay. So there's that. But then, you know, you have people like Vinod Khosla has gone out and said, especially, and this was like years ago. This was like way before. This was back when they were only had like 10, 20, 30 companies say, you know, like, I'm sorry for the Y Combinator folks because they're just, they're so entitled and they, they think like the world's their oyster, but they're still just a little startup, you know, kind of thing. Um, and I think there is a little bit of that impression. Like sometimes people that go through Y Combinator may have like an inflated sense of, of who they are and what they've done. And sometimes that can rub some VCs the wrong way because let's be honest, our, our industry is full of people with really big egos. Okay. Um, but, so, but as a general, as a general, but as a general rule, right? Like, is it's, it a positive or negative? It's probably a positive. You're like this person went through Y Combinator. Plus Somebody 10 else said that they like Y Combinator, who's the best accelerator, said that they were worth investing okay. in, right? So you'd that's at that a positive a signal. signal. So like, okay, but like I've I've looked and passed on a lot of Y Combinator businesses. I've also looked at and backed a bunch of Y Combinator businesses. So for me, it's like, it's, it's a positive signal, but it's not an end all be all, uh, where it's like, oh, you went through Y Combinator? Yeah. Instant check. Right. Like, would it open go. the door for you if someone's just, if they solely said, I went through Y Combinator, would love to talk with you. Uh, maybe. 
Okay. But maybe not because it depends on like where they are in their. But if you don't know traction or anything else, someone someone says, "Hey, Peter, you need to meet with my friend." They went through Y Combinator. Yeah, but that's not good because <laughs> I meet with everybody because I'm. I don't okay. know. I just figure everybody's got something interesting to teach me. Okay. So. I mean, unless it's like a really like total random person I've never met and I know the company's not going to be a fit for us and it's going to be a total waste of their time. What then... if it's a cold email, you don't know the person, you don't know the person introducing them. Peter, I went through Y Combinator, I think would be a good fit for your fund. Just can based on that info? alone? Yeah. Can I share more info? Yeah, I'd let them share more info. Okay. Would you take that meeting or would you pass it off to one of your students? That's a good question. I'd probably do it. Okay. So, I mean, to me then it seems fairly positive. Yeah. How does, what are the biggest drop, what are the pros and cons of going through Y Combinator in your mind as a VC for you, not for the founder? You, you look at it as potentially a positive look, signal. Yeah. The con could be valuation. Like I know when I yeah. when I pitched, I feel like valuation was something that a lot of the, the local VCs were trying to kind of dissuade me because they're like, once you go through here, your valuation's too high. There's no, there's no way we would touch you afterwards. Yeah, but that's kind of a lame excuse. Because the only reason your valuation would be high is because every other VC would be willing to give you money, right? Okay. So the local funds would be like, oh, yeah, we're not going to invest in you because your valuation is too high because all those those dummies in Silicon Valley are willing to give you a high valuation. I don't know. Okay. That's that's, what, that's what? not like a good reason. What What I think is like maybe a reason is like somehow you've gotten diluted or maybe I don't want their 350K converting uh, and diluting but I don't know. Even though that's kind of a weak, weak reason. I don't know. I don't think it's a bad thing. Okay. So not a bad thing. Um, from a founder standpoint, this is some stats I got. This is going to be anonymous. So we're, you and I both know the person, but we're not going to, to share anything more. But they raised initially at a $10 million valuation. I don't know if that was a pre or post money valuation. Yep. They, once they got accepted, their valuation rose to $25 million. And then after demo day, their valuation was $35 million. Okay. And they, this individual feels that that spike only came from that. Okay. Could be. So from a founder standpoint. Look, if nothing else, the fact that they went through Y Combinator meant that they got a lot of attention. And let's be honest, like that, that increase from 10 to 250 or 400, right? You also have to look at it from the broader perspective, which is it's never been easier to start a company than it is today. And that's only that only continues to get easier and easier and easier, right? Uh, and you've really opened up to this like really global marketplace. And then on top of all of that, you have you know Gen Z people in Gen Z like starting things. They're they're a lot more of hustlers than millennials. And so you, I don't know. I think you take those three things and you hit them all together, and you're going to end up with bigger classes. But that doesn't necessarily mean that the quality broadly speaking suffers um but the, you know talking out of the other side of my mouth 400 startups that's a lot but right? even 250 startups is a lot even 250 is a lot it's more than most seed that's a way it's like a multiple of what most seed funds will do yeah and pretty pretty crazy in my yeah. from my perspective but yeah. so generally hey, but you only need one airbnb you only need one airbnb so per cohort per cohort, <laughs> per cohort. do you think they they get those type of numbers do they do they get an airbnb equivalent in each cohort. I don't know. I think that's tough because there's so much more competition now, right? Like when a Airbnb started, you know, we had gone from roughly somewhere between 800 to 1,000 venture funds 
in, at the end of the dot-com boom to what? Like by the time I joined Venture and started investing, 2007, 2008, like at least half of those were zombie funds. And so you had okay. another kind of call it 400 that were active. Okay. And that's roughly when Y Combinator also started. It was about the same time I started my career. And so, yeah, I just think, you know, today we're now probably well over a thousand venture funds because a lot of those other ones, you know, kind of got wiped out because their returns didn't perform. And then, you know, we've been on a bull run for the last like over decade, right? Mm-hmm. And so a lot of venture funds have popped up and grown quite a bit. So there's just a lot more competition. And hedge funds have come in, which has pushed venture funds earlier stage. So okay, has Air, I guess Airbnb has gone public because I don't see Airbnb on their their website anymore. Yeah, they, they went public a while ago. But it's a, oh, this is the Y Combinator top private companies list. But yeah. if I look at their top list, I mean, I've got Stripe, Instacart, Cruise. I think I'm familiar with Cruise, like I've heard of them. But if which Cruise is that? See, that's the thing. It's self-driving. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, because that one got acquired by GM, but then GM spun it back out as a private company and invested in it and allowed other people to invest in it. So, like, it was one of those that was, like... Brex, Reddit. Exited, but then... Gusto. Back. Yeah, I'm looking for the top. But, yeah, like, there's not that many companies that I recognize by name, even in their top But those are bucks. some pretty good companies. But if they've I mean, done... Stripe is the largest privately held company in the U.S. So, if they, but if they've done 20 companies... They need at least one. So it would be more interesting is to see what are the top companies per cohort. Per cohort. Okay. Right. Can they generate at least one, you know, couple hundred X or per cohort? And that would be, maybe we, we should run that data. That would be interesting. But part of it too is like, how long have they been running these larger cohorts of like 400? I'm not sure. Misho. But yeah, a lot of these names I don't recognize. Or even message bird number 21. I don't. I never got the impression that MessageBird was that big. Yeah, I don't know. But anyways. I don't know MessageBird well enough to speak on it. To to summarize this, as a VC, what do what do venture capitalists think of Y Combinator? You see it as a positive signal that might open a cold email, but not a lot more than that. Yeah. And in the future, what do you think the trend will be? I don't know. It'd probably be about the same. What's the trend at like getting a degree from Harvard or Stanford? Still a positive signal right? Hundreds of years later. Mm-hmm. But they also have a hundred years of precedence versus 12 years. Yeah. 20, you know, whatever. Well, I mean, it really begs the question of whether or not Y Combinator can continue to identify strong companies, mm-hmm. right? What's their acceptance rate? I know when I last looked at it, it was like a 10th of what Stanford's is. Yeah. I don't know what their current acceptance rate, rate is. We'd need to Google it. Stanford's about six to 7% and theirs was like 0.6 to 7.7%. Can you find it really fast? 1.5%. Okay, so it's gone working. up. It's kind of doubled. Um, but still, 1.5 is pretty low. According to to this one to this one website. Oh, let's go to ycombinator.com. Exactly. They have a 1.5 to 2% acceptance rate, and they have over 10,000 companies that apply. Makes sense. All right. Well, But, I mean, that's pretty close to, like, your, pretty, your typical venture fund. Okay. What does a typical venture fund do for, like, you? Well, you said it's close, I assume, for acceptance. Mm. For every 100 deals you see, you might invest in one or two. Yeah. Between one and two. That's pretty close. Sometimes mm. some funds will be like, we look at a 1,000 deals for everyone. But, I mean, do they really look at a 1,000? Or, like, do a 1,000 kind of hit their pipeline and they immediately, like, kick them out for, you know, an obvious reason? All right. Anything else you want to add to this podcast? No. 
I think, yeah, I think Y Combinator is a great place. If it works for your startup, do it. If, you know, you're further along and you don't want to take the hit on valuation or give up, you know, that much equity, um, I don't think you really need it once you have solid traction. But I think it can be really helpful in the early days when, especially if you're like a little bit more of an unknown team to get some additional credibility. But if you don't get in Y Combinator, I don't think it like makes or breaks anything, Mm -hmm. right? I think it can just be a help. So mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot that we can talk about this. My main focus is just what do VCs think about it, not yeah. should you apply. But you did say an interesting question. Is, but I'm saying like from the VC perspective, if I'm talking to an entrepreneur, I wouldn't tell the entrepreneur not to do it. That's what I'm saying. Some have told me not to do it. So I'm curious what you think. What percentage of VCs? I just told you what I think. <laughs> what percentage of VCs do you think would say do YC versus not do YC? Uh, depends. Are they seed stage investors? I mean, if they're seed stage, yeah. Because then they would view it as more competitive, right? Okay. Then they're like, well, you should just raise from me instead if you, you know, if you're worth investing in. Okay. But later stage investors, I don't know. I don't know why you would, why you would care, honestly. I mean, here's the thing. Y Combinator allows you to tap into a really strong network that can Mm -hmm. be super beneficial for a lot of things. Raising money, hiring people, getting advice, right? Like... I don't know why as a VC you would actively tell entrepreneurs not to do things that are beneficial to them like that. But, you know, there are a lot of different opinions in venture. Okay. I mean, we'll, let's bleep this one out. The name. He said don't apply. And why did he say not to apply? I don't know. I think he said it was too diluted. But I wonder what if that was his real too diluted. reason. Too diluted. He, just, like, the, he, he doesn't see, sorry, he or she, because we're not saying who this is, doesn't see that much value in it, mm. but also might just be extremely competitive with what, what it is that they do. Yeah, but he's backed Y Combinator companies. Mm-hmm. How many YC companies have you backed? And which ones do you know? Oh, man, I don't Put you on the know. Spot? Okay. All right. We backed companies like Simple Citizen that was YC. I'd have to look through our portfolio. I don't know. Okay. There's been a bunch. Well, anything else you want to add to this podcast? No. All right. Well, thanks. You want to close it? You should close it. All right. Thanks for joining us. Hopefully that was interesting. If not, blame John. All right. This is the venture, <laughs> venturecapital.fm. And if you just go to, to our homepage, you can see all the options of how where to find us on Spotify, Apple, YouTube, etc. So Instagram. Oh, that's how you want me to close it? That's what I'm thinking. I should maybe do that at the beginning, but who knows? All right. Well, thanks guys for watching and we will see you on the next episode. All right. Thanks. Thanks.